King of Queen's Universe. Karen Dog, before we jump into it, are you even a fan of that song? Because every time we do this intro, I don't see any excitement on your face. Yeah, dude, I like it. I like it a lot. All right. I I mean, me and Pinson are jamming out here, and you're just looking at us like, oh, God, why am I friends with them? Well, now that we've started doing the show, I've heard it so many times that it's kind of lost its luster. Oh, man. I can, I can keep listening to it on loop. Uh, kind of like the chipmunk song that we'll talk about a little bit later, but I could uh, keep going uh, all day with that for sure. So thank you guys for joining us today and welcome to episode 11. Uh, we're thrilled to have you here. And as always, I'm joined by your one favorite host uh, and our one acquaintance who already spoke earlier, <laughs> Josh Kindog. <laughs> Just kidding, buddy. CD, how you been, man? You getting excited for the holidays? I know you're a big holiday, man. I'm good, man. I enjoy the holidays. It's a fun time of year. Uh, I'm getting excited. So when does when does Christmas season start to you? Christmas season does not start until Thanksgiving is over. And even then, I would wait till December. But Jellybean, am, am I off there? You agree with me? So, yeah, I I really wait until, like, late in December because I usually work a whole lot. Well, don't go, don't go too late, man, because uh, <laughs> you might miss it. But, yes, that is Mr. Jellybean's voice that you just heard. And I wrote in my notes that you're the greatest in Georgia, the funniest on the pod, and a dear, dear friend. How's life treating you? And I guess, are you excited to celebrate Christmas at the end of December? Yeah, buddy. I like Christmas. We got us a holiday episode today. It's a warm, very warm November day here in Georgia. So definitely, definitely not Christmas yet. I just want to see if the coon dog has any good facts for us. Last week, he didn't really bring much to the table. So this is a redemption week for the coon dog. I hope he's prepared. I'm ready to (laughs) dig in, buddy. I mean, last week was kind of like that trap game. Like, he just overlooked it, and he didn't really bring it. But um, this week, I think, you know, he got back to the X's and the O's, and he and he worked pretty hard, and uh, he should be ready to go. I see some confidence in his eyes over there. So, um, I'm glad both of y'all are here today. I'm even happier that somewhere out there, somewhere someone is listening to this, and we're just hoping that uh, we can put a smile on your face. And as we say around here, every time someone enjoys the podcast, Doug Heffernan gets another chicken wing. So make sure to enjoy it. Some quick housekeeping before we get into the show. And you're probably sick of me saying this, but we're on every major podcast platform now uh, in every form of social media. Um, We ask you to give us a follow and a five-star review. Uh, Your support helps us get closer to getting Mr. Kevin James to appear on this podcast. I do believe it will happen. I believe in Christmas miracles. 
Uh, I'm not saying it's happening by Christmas, but I believe that one day it'll happen. So a quick thing after today's episode, and you might not even notice this, but we're going to take a small break, maybe a couple of weeks just for the holiday. Uh, don't worry, we're not going to suffer the same fate as Sarah. Uh, we're, we're in this thing for the long run, but we're going to start planning about uh, how we expand the universe and uh, how we bring uh, more content to you, uh, to you guys. And maybe even releasing some merchandise, some t-shirts, fanny packs, some face masks. I don't know, whatever you guys want. Dog, any any special thing that you'd want merchandise-wise? Well, we could, yeah, I like the mask idea. Masks are uh, definitely trendy these days. Yeah, I mean, I think I might just wear one, you know, in general, even when this is all over, especially in the winter. Uh, it kind of keeps your face warm, so I kind of like it. And we're going to have some great phrases for you on these uh, merchandise things. Coondog, you got a good phrase idea? I was just going to say, I, I enjoy wearing a mask uh, even when I don't need to. Sometimes I just want to, uh, even though you can totally recognize people in their <laughs> mask, I, at least I can pretend like I don't recognize somebody at the grocery store. Kind of what I do when I see somebody that I know at the grocery store. And that's, that's just a true story. That's was, that was pre-mask. But, but you just do that. You just do that even without a mask. You're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's pre-mask. <laughs> so, uh, but early contenders for phrases on this, <laughs> these pieces of merchandise. Increase Josh's circle of fans. Love that one. Jib jab with jelly bean. I think that probably is going to be the phrase that takes over 2021. You agree, Josh? How does that jingle go again? Oh man, it changes every week, and I'd actually worked on this. I Jip remember. Jab with jelly bean. Jib jab Jip with jelly, jelly, jelly bean. bean. <laughs> I think that's where we're gonna go with jelly bean. Are you impressed by that jingle or not? That's actually, I think, your best one yet, buddy. I want a expand the circle coon dog T-shirt. We're gonna <laughs> expand that circle. We did get a write in, um, coon dog. You had asked him earlier if he had a vacation couple he can go on vacations with. And Kyle from Tampa wrote back and said that he would take Coon up on that. So that's true. Coon Dog, we're already expanding your circle, buddy, already. I do have a serious question, though, Jelly Bean. How long do you think it'll take Coon to realize that you're actually Stephanie from Baltimore? <laughs> what that started this whole thing. So I'm not Stephanie from Baltimore. That's a real person. And she's definitely on the Coon Dog's team on this one. <laughs> Oh, man. So um, if you have any ideas uh, about merchandise or things you'd like to see, um, hit us up on social media. Or uh, we do have an email address that I can kind of forget about. And I think this is the right one, talkingofqueens at gmail.com. Is that right, Josh? Perfect. So with that, let's get to the most popular segment on the podcast, Jib jab with jelly bean. A jib jab with jelly bean. I'm gonna have to work on that. Mr. Jelly Bean, are you ready? Yes, sir. Our first question comes from Billy in St. Pete, Florida. Jelly Bean, what do you think Doug's favorite food is? Man, love this question. So we're really going to have to pay attention when we watch this episode. I don't think he ever says specifically that he has a favorite food, but I like to think chicken wings and steak. I think those are both good options. You know, maybe maybe a Whopper, if we can call out a branded <laughs> item. I think I've heard him talk about a Whopper here or there. 
he so. does like a Whopper and a good burger. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking if he had his his meal of choice, he'd want a steak and some chicken wings. <laughs> Would that be like a side of chicken wings with the steak? <laughs> yeah, it'd be no vegetables, and it would just be all a big old steak and a bunch of chicken wings. I love it. I love it. Next question is a little bit controversial. Um, it comes from Jordan in downtown Atlanta. And Jordan writes, why the F is this oh, effing family, effing friendly, you Fs? How many effing families listen to this effing show? And I apologize for the language there. Well, I think all families listen to this show. As far as I know, it's it's all families that are listening to this show. A lot of people have young kids, and we want them to be able to listen freely and not have to worry about if their kids are hearing things that they don't need to be listening to. In fact, the listener who asked who posed this question has a very young child and we want to protect her ears. Also, we have parents who listen, you know, George yeah. from Atlanta, your, your mom and dad might be listening to the cast and we want to make sure that they're getting some good quality material. So yeah, we take pride in being a family friendly show. And uh, Jordan, I think you probably have enough explicit material already in your <laughs> life. You might, you might could use a little family, family fine. Hey, I kind of agree with you. We'll keep it like Kevin, and we'll just keep it clean. Um, maybe a little uh, toilet humor here and there. But that's it for Jib Jab with Jellybean this week. If you have a question for Mister Jellybean, hit us up on social media using the hashtag. A jib jab with jelly bean. I like that one a lot. And also, we have a winner uh, for our trivia question regarding Doug's neighbor. Uh, just as a reminder, the question was, what college uh, did Doug's neighbor Tim attend? And the answer is, Josh? Thank God we moved on. Y'all were putting me to sleep. Um, Swarthmore is the college. What class? Thanks. <laughs> That's what I like. That's what I like. That wasn't even the notes, but Josh got it. Oh, man. Josh Coon coming out firing today, Jellybean. You better be on your feet. Uh, but congratulations to Rob R. Uh, for getting that. Uh, hit us up with your address, and we'll send you your prize. Um, we're not going to spoil what it is because we want you to be as surprised as we will be. <laughs> so um, <laughs> hit us up. And then today's trivia question is a little bit tougher. And uh, in the episode entitled Connect Four, Douglas and Carrie try desperately to find the perfect couple to attend Knicks games with. And Carrie befriends Ellie, played by Jenica Berger. I can't really say her name. But what other sitcom did Jenica appear on and who was her boyfriend in that show? Without saying the answer, Jelly Bean and Josh Coon, do you guys know this one? No, I, I know the episode and the woman you're talking about, but she didn't leave much of an impression on me, so I don't know. Oh, wow. I Every time I see her, I think immediately of her role in this other show. I'm surprised you didn't get it. Josh Coon? Well, I'm, I'm having trouble picturing this person. I feel like if I could picture her, I might could figure it out, but I can't think of the episode and the woman. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll, we'll get there eventually. But that's the uh, trivia question for today. So if you know it, hit us up on social. And with that, let's get to today's episode. Today we're covering episode 11 of King of Queens. 
Noel Cowards. Um, this episode initially aired on December 14th, 1998 and received an 8.0 rating from IMDb respondents. Um, we start the show with what appears to be the Queensboro Bridge at night, New York City. wonder where we've heard that before. But I'm not sure if that's what it is. I'm just going to pretend that's what it is unless Josh knows what it is. Well, he says what it is. It's the Long Island Expressway. Yeah, I know. I just was saying if you actually paid attention. He might have watched the episode, A-Town. He might have watched it, man. So I, I was – I was trying pretty hard uh, to, to catch him on that. Um, so the family's in the car. Uh, they're listening to the Chipmunks Christmas song. I'm going to give you another chance to see if you know this before looking at the notes there. What song are they singing, Josh Coon? All right. Uh, before looking at the notes, I, I could tell you that it was the Chipmunks Christmas song, but I never knew what the name was. So, yeah, I didn't know before today that it was Christmas Don't Be Late. Well, I appreciate that. That's another Solid fact from the coon dog. That's why he's here. Uh, before we get into the song, though, Arthur turns the radio off. Um, he's not a fan of this. Doug, who's finally driving the car in the series, says, what are you doing? That's my favorite Christmas song. Arthur can't stand the way Alvin comes in late, and he just won't have it. Jelly Bean, what's your favorite Christmas song? You know what? I can't even think of a Christmas song I like off the top of my head. I'm going to have to ask the coon dog. Can you help me, buddy? What's a good Christmas song? I don't know any. That's, this is strictly so he can make fun of my answer, but it's um, – I'm, I like I like a lot of Christmas songs. I like uh, some that come to mind are Ray Charles' Is That Spirit of Christmas. You all know that one? Oh, no. I'm going to have to look this one up. Christmas is the time of year. Boy, so, with the ones we love. All right. <laughs> so, I'll just say uh, we're two minutes in. We're off the rails, and um, I don't know how Jelly Bean set up Josh with an easy question, and it ended up. <laughs> I don't know what Josh thinking, but I, I like it. Um, oh boy. Um, <laughs> so. Doug explains to Arthur, uh, that's what's funny about the song, that he's late. And Arthur says it's not funny. It's disrespectful to the other chipmunks. And Doug makes a play to turn the radio back on. Arthur immediately turns it off. And here we go, back and forth, back and forth. And Carrie jumps in and says she knows she's going to have to die someday, but she's going to be really pissed off if it's today because of this, which is a good quote. Douglas tells Arthur he's so dead when they get home, and Arthur responds, ooh, I'm shaking, which is pretty funny. Um, and here we have some car trouble, um, which will be a pretty big theme for the episode. Uh, Doug has to pull off. The car is stalled. Uh, he goes to get out of the car, but Carrie says, what are you doing? We're on the expressway. Hence Josh's uh, keen observation earlier. And uh, you're going to get yourself killed out there. Douglas isn't worried. He's got his hazard lights on. Cue a loud 18-wheeler truck horn and a screaming Douglas, which was a pretty uh, funny part there. Uh, he's fine, though, and he opens the hood. Uh, Doug says he can't fix it. He can fix it, but he needs the screwdriver in the glove compartment. Arthur says it's not in there. Before we go forward, CD, why do they call it a glove compartment? Are you supposed to have driving gloves in there? A quick uh, interweb search would lead you to believe that, yes, that is where people kept driving gloves. 
Nice. I was just referencing another show and seeing if y'all got you get that reference to the other show, Jelly Bean. Uh, I don't think so, buddy. Uh, it's a How I Met Your Mother uh, reference, <laughs> and I'm failing too pretty hard. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a pretty funny episode. Um, Douglas is baffled that the screwdriver isn't there. He keeps it there. Uh, he's trying to figure out where it is, and he asks Arthur if he lost it. Arthur says no, he did not lose his precious screwdriver. And after a brief pause, he says it's on his bed. He needed it to pry open some paint cans, which begs the question from Carrie, what was he painting? Nothing. He found the cans in the basement, and he wanted to know the difference between Navajo white and eggshell white. The Doug says, unbelievable. And Arthur responds, well, excuse me for being consumed with boredom. And Arthur turns back on the radio. Um, Douglas isn't having it, and Arthur says, you're a very hard man to please, Hefferton. Uh, I actually kind of love this cold open, but Jelly Bean, more importantly, what are your thoughts? Oh, it was cute, buddy. I got to ask the coon dog, though. I got to ask him, are you with Art or were you, are you with Doug? Was it, was it cute or was it disrespectful? <laughs> I mean, I think I'm with Doug on this one. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm going to go with Art. I think it's pretty disrespectful. Uh, what about you, A-Town? I, I, I guess I don't want to say the word cute, so I'll say disrespectful. <laughs> I like, I like it, though. Uh, so after a brief commercial break in the original intro, we are back. And by the way, speaking of back, um, there's the debate that's still out, the way, out there. Our friend Drew in Athens suggests that it's not a subway, but rather a public bus that the window is from. Oh, boy, a town. So, so now we got a bus, we got a subway. <laughs> And we got what was our third option? It was initially. Initially, Josh Coon said it was the inside of Doug's yeah, delivery inside truck. of his truck. <laughs> and we're never going to figure out what this is, are we? Josh Coon, I think, I think I'm the only one in the IPS truck camp. So <laughs> we might can just dismiss that one. Oh, I love it. The jury that definitely needs to be our first our first poll question. <laughs> I'll try to make that happen. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But uh, the jury still appears to be out, and I'm sure our listener Jordan will love that. Uh, the Heffernans are arriving home, and uh, Douglas is bringing in the Christmas tree that he's apparently been dragging for the last two miles. And it made me think that they had to walk home the way he said that, but I think he was just exaggerating. Uh, they finally place it down near the front window. Douglas says, what a day. We found a Christmas tree, and we swept up the Long Island Expressway guess we found our answer to what that bridge was. It was a Long Island Expressway, as uh, Josh pointed out. CD, what are your thoughts on Christmas trees? Are you real, fake, kind of lights? What's your go-to? I mean, I, you know, I like a real tree, but I'm not going to ridicule somebody that gets a fake tree. It's, it's just, it's such a pain in the butt to deal with a real tree. Um, so I've kind of switched over to the, to the fake trees lately. As far as lights go, I need some multicolored lights. I don't like the, I don't like the plain white lights. No plain lights. Jelly Bean, do you concur? Yeah, I'm with the coon dog. I usually just do a, a fake tree myself at my house, but for Christmas, you know, I'd go back home and my parents always have real tree, real tree, yeah. and all that good stuff. 
I'm interested to see with the move with my parents if they even put up a tree this year. So I guess we'll see. While Carrie goes to answer the phone, Arthur returns upstairs with Doug's screwdriver and apologizes, or at least he tries to. Doug says, next time you want to sniff paint fumes, use your own screwdriver. And Arthur responds, well, we must be having sarcasm for Christmas this year, which we have every year uh, in my family. Carrie gets off the phone and tells Doug it's going to be $400 to get the car running, and they've been advised to keep an eye on the transmission. Douglas doesn't know what that means, but Carrie says, I guess we take turns sleeping in the garage. But Classic Carrie joke. Uh, the couple's really wishing they could afford a new car, uh, but Carrie reminds Doug that they're going to wait to pay off their credit cards, to which Doug responds, we're never going to do that. Uh, and he's pushing real hard for a new car. They can go cruising, pick up chicks, and then the three of them can make him dinner. Carrie's actually kind of loving this. Josh Coon, what do you think about Doug's plan here and picking up chicks and the three of them making him dinner? Keep it moving, dude. Keep it moving. <laughs> Carrie gives in and says, okay, let's look. Uh, she asks him if he's really ready to give up that heap, his old car. And Doug says he's had it since he was a young stallion at 22. And she reminds him that's the first time uh, he ever tried to feel her up was in that car. And Doug says, yeah, and you bent these two fingers so far back that pretty much he had to get a cast. Um, but they are adorable. Mr. Jellybean, do you remember the first time you tried to fill up a girl? Buddy, you gotta keep it moving. <laughs> no, keep it moving. Maybe that's another good merchandise uh, uh, option there. Keep it moving. Josh, can you want me to keep it moving? I want I want y'all to tell uh, tell our audiences what your first cars were. Oh, all right. Uh, I'll go first. I had me a Mercury Mountaineer. It was okay. I had a Mustang convertible. Oh my God, I forgot about that car. <laughs> wow, you just blew my mind. And Josh Coon, what about you? Mine was a 91 Honda Accord. I, I can kind of remember that. Is that. Does that one still exist? Is that still out there? I mean, well, I sold it a long time ago so i can't <laughs> maybe it does maybe it doesn't uh, speaking of it selling cars, who knows those things last forever they do speaking of cars uh next we see the heffernans at the car dealership um and doug's loving the car that he's in which i didn't really i couldn't tell what it was but it looks like a nice sports car i don't know what kind of oh josh coon does yeah i was gonna ask you if y'all knew what it was Pinson, do you know what it was the car that uh, Doug was sitting in? I do not. Did you even watch the episode? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a uh, I'm not a car guy like that, Coon Dog. Enlighten us. What we have going on. All right. It was a Toyota Solara, Solara, however you say it. Wow. Um, man, you guys are really killing it today. I'm loving it. Good job, CD. Um, he's honking the horn. Um He's enjoying the Toyota Solara. Um, he's enjoying the heated seats. And Carrie's not too happy. She said, let's look at a card we can actually afford. Did you see the sticker price? And Doug says, don't worry. He likes to call the sticker price the sucker price. And Doug's pretty confident he can negotiate this price down. CD, you're a car man. You're good at negotiating 
on cars, what's your secret? In what world am I a car man? But no, I, dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally, I'm, I'm so dug in this situation. I'm the guy that thinks he's, that thinks he knows the game and he's going to go in and outsmart the salesman and ends up getting screwed and does worse off than if he just kept his mouth shut. <laughs> well, you do, you do know your Toyota Solaris, buddy. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Man, I, I was thinking for some reason you were a car negotiator whisperer and was trying to help help our families out there when they try to go get a new minivan. Um, he tells Carrie uh, they're going to do the good cop, bad cop routine on the dealer, which doesn't really make much sense to me, but he tells uh, her to be the bad cop, but then no, he changes his mind. Bad cop's way cooler. Carrie's just not really buying this at all. She didn't want anything to do with it. The dealer comes up and asks if they're still looking and says, Douglas says, nah, they are done. And uh, the dealer asks, is this the car for them? Gary says, yeah, but she'd like to take a sledgehammer to this piece of crap. And the dealer walks away. She's trying to do her best job here of being quote unquote bad cop. Um, But the dealer walks away after that comment. So they try again. Doug says they might be interested uh, but they need some flexibility on the dealer's end. And he, but the dealer can't go below sticker because this is a hot car. <laughs> and so Doug writes down a figure on a piece of paper, tells him to run it back to his boss and uh, take it from there. And the dealer says his manager will think this is a joke. And Doug says, why don't you show him how funny we are? Jelly Bean, you think Doug's being pretty funny here? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, buddy, he's being pretty funny. <laughs> he's being pretty funny. Uh, so the dealer takes the paper back there. Advantage Doug, I guess. I don't know. Doug explains, welcome to the dance. The dealer is going to take uh, going back there and going to come back with a different number. We scoff and say goodbye, and we walk out and watch how fast he chases it. But before he can really finish the story, the dealer's back and says, sorry, no go. Um Jellybean, what are you thinking of Doug's negotiating skills here? Uh, what could he have done differently? You always see this on TV where somebody writes it down on the piece of paper <laughs> and then the, it goes back and forth. <laughs> Has anybody ever actually done this in real life, though? I've seen I've seen a number given to me on a piece of paper at a car dealership. Uh-oh. So Mr. Carman over here, Coon Dog, he's done that before. <laughs> okay. All right. I- when you asked that question, I was declining to speak first, which is key in any negotiation, declining to speak first. So just remember that next time you're out there. <laughs> um, Doug says, well, if that's the best you can do, we're going to have to say ta-ta. The dealer says, thanks for coming in. Um, it doesn't really seem to be going according to plan for the Heffernans. Uh, Carrie's already at the door. The dealer's moving on with the phone call talking about Chinese food or whatever kind of food they're going to get. And I really love this part. Doug uh, keeps trying to get a reaction from the dealer. Um, he's yelling at him out from the door. All right, see you later then. <laughs> the dealer just waves by. Then Doug ties his shoe at the window in front of the dealer, and they just kind of awkwardly acknowledge each other. And then eventually Carrie drags Douglas away, which is kind of funny. Uh, next scene, we're, we see the couple in the kitchen. Uh, Douglas is saying, let's go buy the car. So obviously the reverse has happened and he really wants this now. He can't just walk away. Harry says, when we finally have kids, wouldn't it be nice to have more than $30 tucked away? 
but Douglas wants a new car smell, not the Burger King smell that's in his old car. So there goes your Whopper, Pinson. Carrie says, let's put the new car on hold for now. And meanwhile, <laughs> Arthur's walked into the kitchen and he's listening to their conversation. Uh, this is an important part of the story. Uh, Douglas agrees with Carrie and he's making himself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Fun fact, my dad's favorite sandwich is peanut butter and mayonnaise. Josh, can you like that combo? Is it? Is this real life? Are you serious? This is real life. This is not this is not podcast material. This is real life. Why? As he's explained to me, it's the perfect match of cutting the acid of the mayo with the peanut butter. And as I say it out loud, it sounds even worse. I mean, I, a common lunch for me going to school when he made it would be a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich, some sort of Mountain Dew-esque thing that I shouldn't have. And then as a dessert, he would give me the um, tropical cough drops. <laughs> that would be my what, dessert. <laughs> what did our friends think of your peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich that you brought to school? I have to I have, I have to. Uh, I would reactions. Usually, I would usually just throw it away and borrow lunch money, to be honest. It was so embarrassing, man. It was so embarrassing. But it's something that I think Arthur might actually enjoy, uh, strangely enough. So while Doug's trying to make his PB&J, the PB's coming out hard. um, And he says, Arthur, didn't I ask you not to put the PB in the refrigerator? And Arthur says, you may have. Why? (laughs) Douglas says, because it gets hard. I can't spread it without tearing up the bread. Arthur says, so just leave the PB out for half an hour so it'll spread. Douglas wants the sandwich now. Arthur says, so toast the bread so it won't tear. Douglas doesn't want it toasted or in a half an hour. What he wants is an untoasted peanut butter and jelly sandwich now. Arthur responds, Douglas, that might not be possible as I have given you a number of attractive alternatives. Guys, this is really starting to escalate, and I'm doing my best here to act it out, and I appreciate y'all's enthusiasm. CD, I think Arthur's being pretty fair here. He's trying to find the middle ground. Uh, let's say you. No way, dude. I'm with Doug all day on this one. You can't have that hard refrigerated peanut butter. I used to buy Smuckers once in a while, and you had to refrigerate Smuckers, and you couldn't make a sandwich with it, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I got to ask then. Because there's peanut butter in Reese's cups, and you always put those in the refrigerator. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not spreading them onto a piece of bread. <laughs> That's a fair point. Jelly Bean, what do you think about Arthur's alternatives here? I'm with Doug. Also, you can't put the peanut butter in the refrigerator. Nobody's gonna <laughs> want to wait 30 minutes before they can make a sandwich, and nobody wants to have a toasted peanut butter sandwich. That's ridiculous. By the way, that's the biggest jar of peanut butter I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I, I noticed that. That was a giant, giant jar of peanut butter. That is pretty true. Um, it, Yeah, I've never heard of anybody ever putting if, – if one of our listeners put peanut butter in the fridge, please let us know and let us know why you do it because I've never heard of this. So um, it's just funny. So an angry Douglas is not happy with these attractive alternatives and he shoves the sandwich in his mouth and he yells off something that you can't really understand. 
Arthur asks Carrie, are you going to let him talk to me that way? And Carrie says, well, she's not sure what he said at the last part there, but he's not really wrong. And, and she walks off. I got to say, I don't know why, but for years, this part, this part of the episode has just stuck with me with Carrie just saying, he's not really wrong, dad. And I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. It's kind of awkward, I guess. Uh, next day, Arthur awakes Doug and Carrie while they're sleeping by poking them, which ends up terrifying Doug. Um, but Arthur's too excited. He's got something downstairs for Doug and Carrie. He couldn't wait until Christmas to show them. Today's being, today is Christmas Eve morning, so he's just super excited. He leads them to the garage with closed eyes, and it's not a good idea because Doug runs into a picnic table. Classic K of Q humor there. Uh, they get there. <laughs> open their eyes and it's a brand new car and everything goes well. And that's the end of the episode. It's a curse. Oh, wait, that's not what my notes say. Uh, it's a car. It's a Deutschenberger. It's made in Luxembourg. And yes, it's quite small. So now CD, you're the resident expert on cars here. Is this a real car? So I had to do a little research on this one. That is, <laughs> that is not a real car, not shockingly, that is not a real car. Uh, and I actually found out what that car actually is. It's a 1970 Mini 850 MK3, whatever that is. See, guys, I nailed it. Our resident car expert right there. Jellybean, what's the capital of Luxembourg? Um, Germany. I don't know. I thought, I thought you, uh, Josh Coon, did you know it? That's a poor effort right there. Uh, that's a... <laughs> oh, so this car is just, I, I don't know. I just threw it out it's there. A, it's, a, it's a city, right? Yeah, I think I got it confused with that city that's also a country, and then it's also the city that's the capital of that country. But I don't think it's Luxembourg. I think I got that confused with something else. I'm sure one of our smart smart listeners will let us know. So, uh, but yeah, this car is quite small. Um, the steering wheel is on the left side, which is pretty funny. Um, and the kids aren't really happy with this, but Arthur is really happy with himself for getting them this car. And uh, Doug asks, "You know how fast this thing goes, zero to 60? And he says, "How fast? I don't know." <laughs> So about, about as expert as, as me on cars there. So they're driving at this point, I should say. They're all kind of cooped into this thing. Carrie says, it's nice, Dad, but you really shouldn't have. And Arthur says, no, you kids deserve it. You're going to be the envy of the neighborhood. And uh, he says, while they're driving, check out all the looks we're getting, which I thought was just really, really funny. And then cue an 18-wheeler behind them, blaring its horn, and a frightened family for the second time. Um, it's right on their tail. It's like Josh Coon driving on uh, the interstate. Carrie implores Douglas to go faster. He can't. He's already in third, and that's as fast as it goes. Doug and Carrie are terrified, but Arthur's loving it. He yells something that I couldn't make out. Jelly Bean, you know what he's yelling there while he's laughing? Uh, no, I, I didn't catch that. I didn't either. Josh Coon, did you catch that? He, he yells something that I just could not figure out what it was. No, I don't know. So maybe somebody can tell us. But uh, next scene, we find Doug and Carrie, and they're sitting uh, in the 
uh, garage just staring at the car. Uh, Doug says, it's unbelievable, huh? And Carrie says, yeah, it felt like navigating through high-speed traffic in a soda can. That's pretty funny. Jelly bean. What why, you... did, why did they have the couch turned facing the car <laughs> like that? Like, what, <laughs> What's a, really going on? That's a really good point that I haven't thought of. Yeah, they're sitting on the couch and it's facing the car. I guess with all that extra room because the car is so small, they could move the couch. I don't know. But that that was pretty funny. Jellybean, so that begs the question, how fast do you drive on the interstate and who is the worst driver that you know? I'm usually not in a big hurry when I'm driving places. I like to stick somewhere between 70 and 80. I definitely don't go above 80. Worst driver I know, man, that brings up, you remember the time that Uncle Theo drove through the front of the Shoney's? No. <laughs> you don't, don't remember that. that? I don't know that story. Yeah, he was he meant to he was pulling the parking spot and instead of hitting the brake, he hit the gas and let's just say he he lost his driving privileges after that. <laughs> were you were you in the car for this? No, no. This oh, I mean, okay. you know, this is probably about ten years ago or so, but yeah, he uh yeah, he he didn't quite park. He kinda went through the front of the building, so not I also, good for the Shoney's or uh, <laughs> Uncle Theo. I also had a an aunt that drove through the front of Pepper Insurance in downtown Athens. Um, she still has her driving privileges, though. So, um, oh, oh boy, <laughs> right? Oh boy, indeed. Um, Doug's kind of going back and forth here. He can't really figure out why Arthur gave them a car, and Carrie says it's obvious because Doug's speech the other day. And Doug fires back, no, this wouldn't have happened if you would have let us get us the car the other day. But no, we got to save money for our children. But look what you've just given birth to, which is really funny. Perry says, relax. They just need time to get used to it. It's, it's kind of cute, to, to quote Jellybean. It's kind of cute. And then she changes her mind in two seconds. Um, <laughs> enter Richie. And Richie says, what the hell is this? And uh, Richie doesn't really buy that it's a car. He asks where the clowns come out of, which that seems like a perfect car for clowns to come out of. Carrie's isn't really kind of enjoying his jokes here. Um, and Doug says they're in a rough mood. They almost got crushed by a large-sized truck and a medium-sized dog. <laughs> Carrie asks, what are they going to do? We're stuck with this car. Or we have to break my father's heart. And Richie says, well, you could just dump it under the Bell Parkway where people park their cars if they want to be relieved of them. You know what I'm saying. And he's using all these air quotes, which is pretty classic Richie there. Uh, Carrie doesn't really like this idea. Uh, she says, we'll just talk to my father and say thank you for the thought, but the car isn't for them. Coondog you ever gotten a gift like this that you had to give back and what did you say or what would you recommend the Heffernans do here? Oh man, I ain't got nothing for you here, dude. That's a tough situation. I've never had to do that. You just, uh, man, you just gotta <laughs> hope you got a gift receipt with it and you can take it back without them knowing. Oh, wow. Jellybean, I know your hand shot up, so go for it. Well, that was going to be my question. I know that you return that sparkling water to the Walmart. <laughs> so how often are you returning the gifts that you receive from for Christmas? Oh, I don't do it too much. Not too much. 
I have I have another question, A Town. So this plot they're coming up with to dump this car. Yeah. They've had it for what a couple days. I mean, do they have insurance on this thing already? You see, this doesn't seem like a very good plan, does it? Well, I guess according to Arthur, the the car came over on a ship, and he was able to get a deal off the ship or something with his buddy. There's no way it has insured. There's, who would insure that car? But so they're they're just gonna give it away for nothing. Like so you see what I'm saying? So yeah, basically they got it on Christmas Eve, drove in it, but somehow it was already insured. I don't. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so the next scene, we hear the chipmunk Christmas song, and Arthur is decorating the Christmas tree. He could not be happier here. Doug and Carrie walk in. Arthur says, he's got Doug's song on, it's on loop, which is great. Carrie uh, asks him if he's got a second, and and uh, Arthur says, sure, let's uh, sit on the couch where he's made some fantastic Christmas cookies, and Douglas can't but help take a bite, and he's, he's pretty happy about it. And Arthur says, Dougie, those should hit you in about an hour, and he winks, which is pretty funny. The terrified Doug stares at him, and then back at the cookie. Jellybeam, this is the second time we've heard Arthur talk about drugs a little bit. Uh, do you think he did a lot of drugs in the past? I think he might have been part of that uh, acid phase, LSD phase back in the 60s, right? You think he was a part of that? Yeah, he's, he's a free soul, man. Um, yeah. I definitely see that. That's so funny. So Carrie wants to talk about the car, and Arthur says, ah, the look on your eyes made it worth cashing every penny of my RA account, IRA account, easy for me to say. He's just glad he could help make their dreams come true. Carrie's just kind of taken aback and stunned because this is so generous, and I mean, it's Arthur, so yeah, this is very generous. Jellybean, you think he's being generous here? Well, he's definitely being generous, but I got a question for our car guy of this episode. <laughs> Here we go. How much do you think this car would cost? Like, how much money are we dropping on <clears> this thing? Well, since I'm not actually a car guy, my guess is going to be extremely off, but um, this is, what, 1998? So I'm going to guess, I mean... <sighs> He's thinking yeah, hard please. in town. He's thinking real hard. I mean, I, I'm gonna go as low as like ten grand. Yeah, I mean, I would think that it wouldn't wouldn't be that much, but yeah, I was just curious. I have no idea. I, I mean, my guess is probably three or four grand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it's. I mean, it couldn't be worth that much. It's like you could almost oh. pick it up. Well, were they were they presenting it as a new European car or a used European car? I think he was presenting it as new. I guess I was considering it as a new car, but I don't know. And I apologize. I might have to sneeze over here. Um, so I might need Jelly Bean to fill in for me for a second. Uh, but Arthur says, no, that's not generous. What's generous is opening your home to a cranky old man who sometimes forgets to show gratitude. That's generous. Wow, Arthur really knows the spirit of Christmas. Just keep that in mind for later. Needless to say, uh, they can't tell him now that they dislike the car. And Arthur adds for just icing on top of the cake, God bless you kids, <laughs> which is great. Uh, Doug hands Carrie a cookie. 
and then he grabs another one. Oh boy. Next scene, we're under the Bell Parkway. The couple's out of change of heart, it looks like. They're pulling in uh, next to another abandoned car that's burnt down. Carrie can't believe that they're actually doing this. Doug says, keep it together. Let's get out. But before they get out, let me get out first or this car might actually tip over. Uh, Carrie says, she still can't believe that they're doing this. They're inviting criminals to steal the car that her dad bought with his retirement money out of love and respect for them on Christmas Eve. This has been a busy day, by the way. Doug says, they won't be getting a lot of karma points. CD, do you believe in karma? And do you think it'll ever catch up to you for bullying Jellybean all these years? That's pretty funny stuff. Pretty funny <laughs> stuff. <laughs> hey, John, I'm just glad we're finally able to let the record show the truth. Right? I mean... Right. If people only knew what well, this is really, really all about. If people only knew. Um, Carrie says she can't do this to her father again. She explains that when she was six, she buried a doll that Arthur gave her, and their dog pulled it up right in front of him. Uh, it had worms in its eyes, fungus in its hair, and it kept saying, I love you. I love you. Wow. Um, thanks for that nightmare, Carrie. That's just deeply disturbing. Thanks for that nightmare, um, Adam. That was creepy sounding. I love you. <laughs> we'll make that your phone ring. <laughs> uh, Doug says it happens. Richie pulls up. He's sorry he's late. He had to help a buddy ditch a boat, which, Jellybean, was that a joke? Was Richie trying to be funny there? I, I mean, it's a joke, but it seemed like he was pretty <laughs> serious about it. I was like, that could go either way on that one. I don't know. Um, Carrie's having second thoughts. She can't really do this. Doug says, forget it. Um, they're just going to call it off. Richie says, whatever. And he goes to start his car, but it won't start. <laughs> Karma. Next scene, we see the three of them in the Duschenbergen, and they're driving home. Next morning, it's Christmas with the Heffernans. Happiest time of year. Carrie is opening gifts, and Arthur is... Finally enjoying this chipmunk song. He loves that Alvin wants a hula hoop. Jelly Bane, when's the last time you hula hooped? So, buddy, I don't know if you remember this or not either, but in the first grade, we had a hula hoop competition, and I was the Julian Newman Elementary School hula hoop champion, and that's how I got the nickname <laughs> Hooli. Wow. Um Sometimes I write these questions down, not really knowing what to expect, and I did not expect that one. Josh, are you as shocked as I am? Are you serious about this? I've wondered where that name came from for years. <laughs> yeah, my dad started calling me that after I was the hula hoop champion, and it kind of it kind of caught on, and that was definitely what people called me when I was you know young in elementary school, hooli for being the hula hoop champion. Wow, my mind is blown. Yep, man, love it. Um, so they're having Christmas. Uh, Douglas comes back with some rum and eggnog. Arthur asks if he's still liking the car, and Doug says, yeah, it's nice to have a car he can take into the store with him. Carrie uh, presents Arthur with a gift, and Arthur is excited. When he opens it, he says, what's this? It's a watch. Well, he has a watch. But before we get there, CD, are you a watch man? I mean, sometimes. 
you know, I, I had this great theory of like, I just gave up watches in 2020. I just, you know, thought that was a good call. Um, after Jelly Bean ripped off the watch that I had and he had to go out and buy the same exact one. That's the whole reason I asked this question was to bring that up. Um, so Arthur has a watch. He's not happy with this. Carrie points out, but hey, it's engraved with all our love, Doug and Carrie. Arthur says, well, you did your best and walks off. Just a great response there. Richie enters and says, I hope you're happy. He went back to get his car. It's been stripped and his insurance doesn't cover it. What's he supposed to do? Doug lets off a casual grin, tosses in the keys to the Duschenberger and says, Merry Christmas. Closing scene. <laughs> this is probably my favorite scene in the whole episode. We see Richie and Arthur pulling up uh, in the Duschenberger to Bell Parkway. Arthur asks, you sure someone will take it? Richie says, definitely. Just leave it. Arthur says, hard to believe anyone will want this thing. And you think they're going to leave the car, but he drops the watch out of the window. And they drive away slowly. Boom. That's the episode. Jellybean, what's your rating? Who's your MVP? And what's your favorite quote? Well, I did a little research since Coondog didn't have all the facts for us, and I got an answer for you, buddy. Luxembourg is a small European country surrounded by Belgium, France, and Germany, and its capital city is Luxembourg City. So you were right. Yes. Wow. Um, You know, maybe on the next episode, the Coondog would get us back straight going into the episode. But it's all right. Nobody can bat a thousand. Um, anyways, A-Town, back to your question. Uh, my rating, I'm going to go I'm gonna go four wings. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. Have a heart, Mr. Grinch. Yeah, this, is, this one's uh, – I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Just, you know, it's not really Christmas yet, and I wasn't really feeling it this week. So I'm going to go four chicken wings. MVP, I'm going to go art. And then for my favorite scene and moment was the peanut butter scene. <laughs> Just uh, getting yeah. so aggravated that he couldn't make a sandwich, and I felt his pain and frustration on that one. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Josh Kuhn, you're a Christmas man. You're a king of Queens man. You sometimes like the podcast too. What is your rating? Who is your MVP? And what is your favorite quote? I'm with Huli on this one. Not, oh, not, their, oh, not, the, not their best episode. I'm going to give it six wings. It's just a little bit of a snack. Uh, we all know it gets a lot better. So don't, don't freak out on us. It gets a lot better. But this wasn't one of their best. An MVP goes to Doug. Uh, my favorite parts of the – my favorite scene was was with the car dealer uh, car dealership and the <laughs> salesman and how he tries to game some that had me cracking up pretty good. I think my quote is going to be at the dealership when Carrie goes, uh, she goes, "I'd like to take a sledgehammer to this piece of crap." <laughs> um, a town. Did you notice how also they only went shopping at one car dealership instead of kind of trying to shop around and and find a good deal? <laughs> Not only did they go shopping at one dealership, they didn't even go outside. They just stayed inside, <laughs> saw the car that was featured, and that was the one for them. 
Josh Code, would you recommend doing that? Well, since I've been called out so harshly for this episode for not giving facts, I'm going to throw you another fact. Oh. Name of the car dealership in this episode, which you have to read the writing backwards in the window. I don't know if y'all small brains can handle that, but it's Sahakian Motors. One more time. Sahakian Motors. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I know. Uh. So that. So, so that is a good fact, but you know that's a good fact to bring up when we're on that scene. What, what about this for a fanny pack? I don't know if your small brains can handle fun facts with Coon Dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Um, so I guess it comes down to me and seeing where this uh, episode will ultimately be ranked. I'm gonna go with 15 wings. And that's 15 wings for Douglas, which is probably like three wings for the normal person. So I kind of agree with you guys. Um, it had some good points, but overall, I just wasn't connected to it. I didn't love it, um, but there were some, some really good points for sure. My MVP is Richie. He makes the episode when he comes in. He kind of gives that change of pace. And uh, my favorite quote is Arthur just looking at Douglas and saying, Doug, those cookies will hit you in an hour and winking. So, Aton, yeah, last week really did feel like th- Thanksgiving. It felt like a Thanksgiving episode. It felt like Thanksgiving. This week, I just wasn't feeling the, the Christmas. What, what did you guys think? I mean, yeah, you know, we're as we're recording this, it's still early in November, so we're a little ahead of the game here, so that's probably part of the problem. I don't know, but you start you start celebrating Christmas, you know, after Halloween at your house. Y'all put up the lights. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, maybe it has something to do with that it's not really cold. Maybe it has something to do with not really seeing Christmas lights. I don't know, but I, I mean, I definitely agree with you. And there's just not really a a Christmas story there. It's not really, you know. Yeah. Like, it's a Christmas episode, but it doesn't really have a Christmas story, I guess is my point. Uh, right. We we just had the scene with they bring in the Christmas tree and the chipmunk song. And, yeah, he gave them the car, but that, that was really it. There wasn't that was really it. anything else. Um, yeah, and you, they just kind of rushed through it. So, I guess they just needed a, a Christmas episode, and, and that's what they went with. And I still like it because it had some really good moments, like Arthur dropping the watch. But – um yeah not not my favorite but that's it for us today uh as a reminder we're gonna take a couple weeks off um and when we're back we'll have tons of new features for you guys uh and gals maybe hopefully just one new feature we'll focus on one and see if we can get tons after that uh but next time we will be covering episode 12 fixer upper which is a great one carrie arranges a blind date for Spence with Jenny, one of Carrie's co-workers. I mean, there's nothing that could go wrong here. We thank you guys so much for listening to us and uh, hope that you have wonderful holidays as well. We all hope that you get the car of your dreams um, and that you have a great Christmas. Um, With that, Kevin, you know this by now because we know you're listening. Kevin, maybe you can wait, but we can't. Look us up. Let's do this thing.